We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Guy by the name of Joe Lacob. Might have heard of him. Thousand points of light. What was this thing? Thousand, thousand. Light years ahead. Light years ahead. Light, light, light years ahead. And welcome to Light Years. Andy Luke. Did you know the Warriors open camp in less than four weeks? Feels like a year from now. I need it right now. It feels like the season just ended, and it also feels like, oh my God, it's about to start again. So, you know, we're kind of, I, I know most of Light Years listeners are fans of multiple sports. NFL doesn't start for a couple weeks. Uh, baseball, the season's over if you live in Bay Area. For both of us. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, soccer's going. By the way, shout out, friend of the show, Steve Kerr. You see him stop by Liverpool practice. I saw some pictures. I saw uh, Mo Salah posted one. Um, he's a real soccer fan like yourself. Do you think he is? Uh, he so he's he's obviously shouted out uh, Jurgen Klopp with the uh, mm-hmm. the you know my, my my guys played like fucking champions. By the mm-hmm. way, we we rewatched that game last week on playback. That was the game where he said that mm-hmm. uh, the Houston game when KD went down and they still won. Um, I think he likes. I think he's a fan. I get why he likes Klopp. He just like from a coaching perspective, just the energy, the tactics, like the type of coach that Steve mm-hmm. Kerr would like. Um, but I was laughing so hard at that picture because Liverpool won nine zero today, and Salah's obviously their uh, their superstar didn't score or assist any of them, and he usually scores and assists wow. like everything. So just a peak. Uh, Steve Kerr gets there and, and Salah setting back screens for everyone getting wow. uh, gravity gravity. I was going to say, what was Mo Salah the gravity guy today? It was, was that <laughs> I, I you can't don't watch say, as much soccer anymore. I can't, right? I but, can't say I watched it, so I can't comment on oh, it, but I man. did see the stat line and I chuckled. I'll put it that way. Shout um, out Steve Kerr. He's always going to be, uh, I, or I, he's I, always going to try to be relatable. I already know we're going to get 10 people mentioning how I messed up some fact related to it. But um, anyway, we'll move that forward. One other call out before we move forward with the show. Light years is teamed up with run your pool. And this is actually really cool. We're doing a survivor pool for NFL season. Details will be tweeted out Monday morning. And you basically have 10 days to get your pick in to sign up. Uh, Have you ever played a survivor pool? Yes, and this is the easiest. Anybody listening, we have so, we have millions of listeners, Samuel. Anybody, everybody, <laughs> the billions. Bill Simmons has nothing on us. Everyone listening, sign up. It is the easiest thing to do. If you don't know the rules, Samuel, what are the rules? All right, you pick one game a week, and when you pick a team, you can't use them again. So let's say it's week one, Niners playing the Bears. Easy. Feels like a good Niners win, but do you want to pick that? Because mm-hmm. Now you can't use the Niners the rest of the season. Right. Um, and the way it works is if you pick wrong, you're eliminated. So we go the whole season. Yep. And here's the coolest part. We have the coolest prize to give away. The winner of uh-huh. the Light Years Run Your Pool Survivor Pool gets an autographed Jordan Pool jersey. <laughs> oh. No one else. Like, I, what is that for brand synergy? Run Your Pool with an E? Come on, man. You know, it's uh, it's fun. I want everyone to sign up. Um, 
I already have anxiety that I'm going to get eliminated week one by getting too cute, you know? Like, yeah, you're going to do Patriots or something. You're, you're going to overthink the defense and get all weird. I almost took the jersey for myself, Sam, but I was nice <laughs> enough to, to leave it. And, and let's, let's get thousands of people in here, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy. You pick one team, you know, you feel like one me. game each, one game each week. Yeah. One, yeah, team, pick- each, one team each week. If you're like me, one, I only ever make it to week eight. You know, I don't, I don't do much thinking. I don't do much strategy. I just pick a team. But, you know, if you actually think about this, it's not too bad. So I've done a couple survivor pools um, and I once got to week 11 and mm-hmm. I really thought I was going to win it. It was down with me and four other people. I'm like feeling it. And then I just get, you know, uh, it was uh, just, just screwed. Right. But every other time I've done it, I'm like week three out. And yep. it's just like, it's always like the, um, the upset game, that third week of the season where you're like, oh yeah, Green Bay is dominant this year. And then they, they go lay an egg that yep. week. And it's like, yep. It's a great, it's a great thing about football. And also the great thing about this is there's an actual signed authentic Jordan Poole jersey behind it. That's pretty cool. That's going to be a guy, you know, it, it could be a Coachella jersey next year, Sam, when he's, when he's uh, playing for the Orlando Magic, right? Hey. Or, hey, hey, relax. Or he could be a Max, you know, the next Steph Curry. So either way, very cool prize uh, that we're throwing out there. By the way, all, all I'm going to say is if, if Jordan Poole is not on the Warriors next year, and I <laughs> tend to think he will be, just to okay. be clear. Okay. They better get some stuff for him. Orlando is kind of cool because there's like Jalen Suggs. So there's some players there that maybe aren't as good as Jordan Poole, but they could help the Warriors. Uh, you can't let him walk out the door for free, right? I, I, might, I might cease to become a fan if that happens. You know what I mean? But anyway, Sam Sources says he's going to be on the team next season. I'm all in. <laughs> I, feel, I feel confident. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. It's too early. I think my only prediction is we're going to have a little up and down drama with the contract extensions over the course of the year. Oh, it yeah. Is what it is. It's just life. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's actually we're not going to do the preview right now, but I actually think that's why the Warriors are going to struggle a little bit this regular season. Not because not because of the reasons that they're a worst team. I think there's just going to be a lot more drama this season. And that's going to affect the way that these guys are going to play and drama with contracts and drama with, I think the young players where some of the young players want to play more. Some of them just aren't good enough. Right. And then you've got Wiggins, Draymond and, and Jordan Poole and that drama. They're like, that's a lot of stuff going on, man. And so I think it'll yeah, be, they got, it'll they be got fun a, for you and I to talk about. They got a uh, interesting locker room dynamic yes. Well, yes. and we'll see. And maybe, 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 maybe you're wrong. Maybe it doesn't really rear its head until like mid season or late season. Or maybe 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 they work it all out beforehand. But like, just looking at it on paper, those are the type of things that lead to like some like. Yep. Why did they lose to the losing you know, losing yeah. losing to the the Spurs who exactly. with Doug McDermott as their star player? So, so Seriously, <laughs> like what? Why did they lose that game? And you're just like, well, I don't know. Guys with throwing tantrums. Anyway, what are we doing here? We're good. Yeah, yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're okay, good. We're good. No, no. Um, one one other Warriors item going on right now. Jonathan Kuminga playing with the uh, Congo national Congolese national team Very right cool. now. I'm going to see if we can get some of those games in our playback room this week. It's a little tricky, not going to lie, <laughs> but like, like I'm going to see if I can do it. So keep following, follow the timeline. Uh, I'll shoot out an update if we can figure that out. But I, I, I caught part of the game and it just, I have one take summer league. That's what mm-hmm. it looked like to me mm. where, um, Kuminga, it's so funny. If Kuminga's on ball, he can't shoot. That's, you know, like, okay. like, like uh, he can't shoot off the dribble. It's always like one for seven from three, you know, like kind of Westbrook you know? Okay. But then he also just gets 15 free throw attempts or he, he got 12 in that game, but it's just like, it's that type of uh, peak LeBron jimmy butler where you're just like dude no one can stay in front of him he's just gonna get his shoulder into you and get to the line mm-hmm. uh and, and that's different from his role at the warriors where he's kind of playing off ball right. way more efficient because if he's cutting to the rim his athleticism is too big and he you know it's just so it's like i think he was i think he was around 60 percent on two pointers on the warriors last year mm-hmm. which is insane um and he's also when he's better uh, when when his feet are set, he can hit a three. Not at a great clip, thirty four percent last year. But oh, by the way, I'm checking it fifty nine point eight percent on twos. I was so close. Um, but a little better, and it it's like that. Uh, 
it's it's that little juxtaposition trying to figure out you know what his role is going to be are you going to use him off ball i obviously okay he's not going to be on ball for the golden state warriors in 2022 23 but like developmentally do you want to develop him to be like a jimmy butler type player or do you want to develop him to be a marion wiggins type of player yeah i i don't think i i think what you want to develop him into and what will happen is going to is two different things. Uh, there's no way Kaminga is going to want to develop as a Sean Marion type player, which is where my concern is. Um, but you're basically describing either Corey Maggette, uh <laughs> or uh, Giannis Tenacumpo. So, you know, there's, there's a high, high ceiling and a, and a low floor here, which is, which is fun, which is the point of these highly super talented players uh, like John DeCaminga. It was good to see that he made 10 free throws out of 12. Like that yeah. thing, like it was weird in the in the summer league to see him miss so many free throws because last season it wasn't like he was a terrible. He was not 40, 50 percent free throw shooter. He wasn't he had, great. He had games, but yeah, yeah. it was 68.4 percent. Like that's last good. Year. That's good. Like he'll get to mid 70s, which is that's, fine. It's, yeah, it's very close. That's if you start at 68 and you work at it, you should be at yep. 75 within a year. Yep. Like he'll end up being good. He he should. So that seemed a little fluky in the summer league. But uh good to see that he's playing. He needs his, all the reps that he can he can get. I, they lost that game though. Do we uh do we do we have anything to <laughs> say about that? No, I mean it's it, I think that's kind of part of his development thing where it's um the Roth like look, he's I think he's one of the five best athletes in the NBA right now, like just in terms of the combo of size, explosiveness, and like he's he's a one of one type of athlete. He's got certain skills, but like there's development to be done there. And it's just going to be like this when you let him. If you went to another team, he would probably average 20 points per game inefficiently on a 20 win team, like figuring it out right now. He's on a good team and he has to figure it out in a different way. Uh, And and when you watch him with summer league or with the national team where he has more rope, it just reminds you that like talents there but it's, it's a process. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at the Andrew Wiggins career arc and, and that's what happens with what happened with Wiggins is that he went to a bad team. He's not good enough to become a number one option player offensively. And, uh, but he averaged 20 plus points and he got max contract based on the talent that he had. Right. And so I'm not saying that's going to be Kaminga's career arc, but I think that's a pretty classic career arc for a lot of basketball players that especially a lot of players, because they all go to bad teams. That's usually what happens. And so, I agree with you. Like, I think a good example of what's going to happen is with like Jalen Green, for example, even Anthony Edwards, who's a lot better. (laughs) I think that I thought he was going to be a lot of these guys just average a ton of points, ton of possessions, but who knows when they're going to be winning players for Wiggins. Looks like it took all the way until he was uh, year three, right? With the Warriors, right? But year eight overall. overall. Yeah. Yeah. Year eight overall. So, um, but who's to say if Wiggins wasn't on a good team to begin with, that he wouldn't have been a winning player earlier though. So who's to say, and that's the same with Kaminga. So. Yeah, if Wiggins gets drafted into the Jalen uh, Brown situation sure. in Boston, yeah. Yeah. does his c- career not follow that trajectory? Like, maybe. You never know. Like, Jalen yeah. Brown is another guy who, if he went to a bad team, I could see him being yeah. very Wiggins-ish, yeah. where you're just like, dude, he just he takes a bunch of bad shots and doesn't pass the ball and that sort of thing. Um, I actually think Jalen Brown, and I think Kuminga has higher upside than Jalen Brown, but I think that's a, a great development, like archetype, for for Kuminga. Like, because like he went to a team that was always good, you know. Like he Jalen Jalen Brown never got the space to just like, you know, shoot twenty five shots per game on a losing team, right? Like Boston never missed the playoffs. They're always like a fifty win team. They weren't yeah. as good as the Warriors, but they were always a good team, right? Uh, and he figured it out in the process of going from role player to like higher usage guy. Okay. I feel like that's like. Um, and there, there's similarities, both Wiggins or sorry, both Kuminga and Jalen Brown are like, they're not play, They're not lead playmakers, right? No, I don't think they ever will be. I think I, the interesting, I don't think either. Yeah. They're, they're, they're just pure wings. They're it's wings. hard to be a, like, even Jason Tatum is struggling to be the number one, number one playmaker. Uh, interesting thing with Jalen Brown, by the way, which I love the comp is that uh, he might be a guy that might be go- inversed. He might be going to a team where he feels like he wants to be the number one option instead of re-signing with the Boston Celtics. Like, I could see that happening. Where sure. he's like, hey, I've been on this team so long. I mean, long, that's, you- been, that's been rumored for a exactly. while. Exactly. Exactly. Which is funny because he's the guy that it, it's... it's So you just never know. You never know. It's, it's a lot of it is about mindset, who they want to be. And uh, 
and we'll see what what happens with Kaminga. But yeah, I thought that was that was positive stuff coming out of it. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just developments. My my big thing is development's not linear. It's like these guys because we see what they do in the summer. Like we all have Instagram. We all see. Uh, we all watched Kuminga play in summer league. We all see clips of him playing with the national team. We all saw him at Draymond's wedding with the best fit. Oh my um, lord! Oh my it, lord! It's like it, it's not like you know. Oh, they they left for the summer and let's see what happens when they come back. Like these things, kind of like you know, you know what I mean. Like there's development isn't linear. He might have a huge breakthrough in January. You know? Yeah. By the way, um, the suit that he wore to Draymond's wedding. If he didn't wear that suit, I would have been shocked. I'm just like, if you're like, that's the Jonathan Kaminga that we know. You, uh, you would wear that suit. I ex- exactly. Like I'm right now, I'm, I, I'm getting a suit tailored for me and, and I'm trying to figure out I'm the best man at a wedding and I'm trying to figure out what color to get. And like, he's putting on gray and my girlfriend's like, yeah, gray looks good. Or something like, I'm just like, I can't wear gray to a wedding. Oh, you're I just not being, can't do it. You're not being told what to wear. I, no. Well, he, the, the groom is saying, or the bride is saying no pink and no yellow so like don't get fucking weird right so i'm like okay but i can't do a boring color right same with similar to kaminga it's like he's not gonna wear a boring suit he's gonna wear the neo thing you know what i mean so for me it's like i'm trying to figure out what type of suit while i'm not you know, being by the way i'm not making who, it my wedding you know who else won the neo thing mm. kobe to the white house it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's i i always anytime i see the matrix um the first thing i think of is like it came out when I was a kid and like, I thought it was mm-hmm. really cool at the time. The second thing I think of is when the Lakers went to um, the white house, Kobe shows up with the Neo leather trench coat. <laughs> it's, just, yep. it's like, it's like exactly what you would do when you're 21 and you think it's the coolest thing on earth. Yep. And then 10 years later, you look at it, you're like, hmm. probably should have just went with a classic suit. <laughs> God bless Kaminga. I love it. I love it. That, that's why we're so excited for training camp. I don't really care what stuff looks like in training camp. We know what he's going to look like. It's uh, it's going to be. I'm, I'm not really worried. Yeah, I'm not really worried about thirty. That's <laughs> that. In general, I don't worry about thirty. Um, <laughs> one last announcement before we get to today's show, Andy. Mm. We are going to rewatch the infamous 2016 Western Conference Finals Game Six, Game Six, where Game Six Clay was born. Also known as the moment that Kevin Durant decided that he was going to help the Warriors <laughs> win. Tomorrow, no, this was this was has to be the number one most rewatched game in in Warriors fans' history in the past decade. Has to be. We've yeah, waited I'm, too long, Sam. I'm, but everyone, you know, I was surprised people wanted to watch Houston Game Six in 2019 more than this. And then I looked at my mentions. I was like, I've watched Game Six against OKC a bunch. And so I get it. Everyone's rewatched it. But to me, it's still the most iconic game for a confluence of reasons. And so if you guys have been joining us, we've been doing these rewatches for a few weeks now. We did game four against the Celtics in the last 2022 finals two weeks ago. We did game six against Houston 2019 last week. This week, we're doing 2016 Western Conference Finals, Warriors Thunder, game six, the infamous clay game on playback it's gonna be awesome make sure to join us we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. 
Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. All right. Uh, so, hey, I was, I was doing some internet mining. Oh, boy. And um, I found the Vegas odds. And these will move, and we'll probably do something similar to this again. But what I've found is I found a site that consensus combined like all the sports books, FanDuel's, MGM, Caesars, Win, all of them, and gives me kind of like the composite odds. So I know kind of like in general where everyone is. And so I'm going to ask you this because I know you haven't looked at it yet. Mm. Um, who do you think has the highest odds to win the title according to Vegas? I know it's not the Warriors. I know it's not the Warriors. Uh, Unfortunately, I have seen the odds, and I know it's the Boston Celtics, which is. Oh, man. I, I was hoping you, I was hoping you'd lie, but you don't yeah. lie to the people. No, no, nothing but <laughs> nothing but facts from your boy. Very, very. Do you think Malcolm Brogdon is really that important that he's going to shift the odds from a team that lost in six games and pretty convincingly the last two games to now being the overall favorite? So, uh, so against the Warriors, two <sighs> things to call up before we get there. Okay. Uh, okay. The odds say Boston's plus 500 and the Warriors are plus 650. So I wouldn't say it's like a huge gap according to the money. There is just like, there's a little more money that says Boston's going to win. But back to your question. Um, I do think Brogdon and Gallo in theory are the perfect signings for that team. But I do wonder, because as good as Gallinari is, and he's a better ball handler than anyone they have on the roster, at least in their rotation, he hasn't really played that much the last few years. He's also not very good, Gallinari. Uh, I, was, I was talking or about Or you're Brogdon. talking about Brogdon. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, we'll get to Gallo in a yeah. minute. But yeah. Brogdon, for all – I'm going to give you a take. Is Brogdon not the guy that hipsters overrate? Yes. Like, he's a good player. But he played 36 games last year, 56 the year before, 54 the year before. Uh, those were shortened seasons, but he tends to miss a bunch of time. Um, he's one of those guys who his stats look better than he is because he, he'll pass up shots. He purposely will not take a shot to protect his three-point percentage. You watch him play. I'm always like, dude, 40%. Why, why is he shooting 40%? He's only taking five, four or five a game. And then you watch him play, and I'm like, oh, he's that guy. He's like, it's the opposite of Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole could shoot 41% if he didn't pull up a few times a game. But he also like understands it's better for him to do that to make the defense always think he's going to shoot it, you know? Yeah, he's um, also crazy and likes to take sure. those shots. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I I love that take, the overrated part for, for people I think that are really hardcore um, maybe even statisticians, uh, advanced stats guys. I think he, it reminds me a little bit of Robert Covington, totally different type of player, totally different type. But Robert Covington's always been a type of guy where I think people are always going to say he's just a great elite role player, right? His numbers are amazing. Anytime he's on the floor, plus Midas is incredible. Then you watch Robert Covington playing, you're just like, great I, defender. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, like he can do it all, guard wings, maybe even play the four or five a little bit. Watch Robert Covington. And, and by the way, I'm I'm, I'm foreshadowing my take about the Clippers. Is I, I, I'm not impressed. I am not impressed. And I think part of, but the, but the biggest thing here is not that, right? So the biggest thing is Brogdon got traded for a protected first or whatever it was, 10 cents on the dollar because he's injury prone because of that. Indiana knows that. They're not even going to bother relying on that. So I think that's, that's really the big, big, big thing. So anytime you're going to tell me you're going to rely on a guy that hasn't played, Clay didn't play in two seasons, but he wasn't injury prone. Like I, Brogdon's been injured his entire I do career, think so I do think if they get a healthy Brogdon, he makes them better. I do think Jason Tatum will be better next year. That's the one. I'm just not positive those two things overwhelm Jordan Poole getting better and Clay Thompson getting better also. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's it's like one of those things where it's like Boston got better, but I don't see a world in which the Warriors get significantly worse yeah. unless you think their older guys are starting to go the opposite way, which it's possible, 
but uh, I haven't. I think they actually have enough depth to keep those guys looking relatively spry come spring. Like a bad scenario would be if Steph had to carry like 80 point, you know, 30 plus points per game for 75 games. Um, then I'd be worried if Steph had like legs, correctly 35. Correct. So I think that's that's the issue. I think it's not a, oh, Boston should be third or fourth in, in terms of favorites. I have a hard time understanding why it would be overall favorites. But again, Vegas is not not it's not based on like predictions, right? It's based on where the money is and, going. And, so and I do get it. Boston made the finals last year. Everyone except for Al Horford's young on that roster. So you got to assume they'll get better. Like a, they're a good team. I wouldn't be surprised if they got back to the finals. Um, I think they're going to be in the mix there. So uh, one other call up Gallinari, who they signed towards meniscus in the world cup qualifiers. So at this point at his age, I, I don't know what that means going forward. Like, uh, you know, yeah. so. I'm sick of hearing meniscus too. With James Wiseman losing out on a season season and a half because of that. I didn't think he was going to be a factor anyway. Sam, I just I don't think he's a good basketball player. I don't think he really shoot. Definitely can't play defense. So I didn't think he was anything of an ad. So I don't think this really matters for them. But it's not good. Um, it's not good. I think one thing about Boston too is that I would be the East is not. They're not the East that LeBron played in. It's not a cakewalk to the NBA Finals every year, right? And the sure. West isn't a cakewalk either. And so I think that's like you can make an argument now that you know friend of the show Kevin is back with the Brooklyn Nets full time. That that team is super talented regardless of how funny they are. Um, and by the way, they're fourth on the list. The Milwaukee Bucks, Chris Middleton, presumably is going to be healthy this time around. They would have beat Boston if, if Chris Middleton was playing. So that team's right up there. Philadelphia, uh, we'll see. Miami, all, like the East is a very good I'm, conference. I'm, I'm so out on Philly. Hey, Joel Embiid I is know. so lucky that he got James Harden. So no one will ever blame him for anything. <laughs> but <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> the Harden stuff is... Um, but they're still a talented team. They're still a talented team, and and they lost that series to the Heat because Embiid missed two games. You're right? too, they, they, you're too Max Struess in Miami, and not writing them off. No, um, no. Maybe, I, mean, I, I mean, that I game never, went seven. That game, not, that I, I went would seven. never write off Miami. The, the culture is real. I give them. I mean, I give them a little respect. Udonis is back. I mean, what do we, come on? Um, it's not. It's not a. It's like we're not just sitting there and it's like, yeah, well, Boston's going to be the Eastern Conference Finals. No, I can see them losing in the second round. Like, it's very possible. And with the Warriors, I mean, you can kind of say the same thing, right? The West is as good as it ever is uh, with a lot of healthy guys coming back. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's just a loaded NBA. Okay, so I'm going to call out a couple things in the East, and then I'm going to move to the West. There so, we go. So, you, so um, my, Milwaukee is – so it goes Boston at plus 500, Warriors at plus 650, Milwaukee at plus 687, so they're right on their heels. Uh, and then the Clippers next, and then the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Vegas tends to have those four teams as closest to winning it, and then there's a little bit. And then there's Phoenix, and then there's a gap to mm-hmm. everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's let's shift over to the West. So I think this is interesting. In the West, it seems like uh, all the money's on the Warriors and the Clippers. A small step, Phoenix. A larger step, clip or uh, Lakers, Grizzlies, Dallas, Denver, Minnesota, Denver. Minnesota, yeah, Denver, and New Orleans. Um, whew. opening take is on the Clippers. Are you buying them? <laughs> I'm at this number, this high, selling everything. It makes absolutely no sense to me that the Clippers are essentially tied for the Warriors to be the best team in the Western Conference. We just watched the Warriors go through the playoffs playing at that level, and you're telling me a team that has Kawhi that hasn't played in a couple years. Paul George has never won anything that's ever mattered. And then you've got 16 role players that are like everybody, your classic Malcolm. They're all Malcolm Brogdon's. They're all, oh, my God, their numbers are amazing. Their advanced stats are amazing. They're all good players, objectively good players. But you're not going to sit here and tell me that those guys are proven and should be at the top of the Western Conference today. And then I think, lastly, the injury factor with those guys are much worse than I think even any other team in the NBA. By far. By far. Paul George hasn't played a healthy season. 
Kawhi, we know about Kawhi. John Wall, who's who's I think their big signing in the offseason. Uh, what are we like? Mm, we me, all know. So let me make the counterpoint for you. Um, we just watched the Warriors win a title with Clay Thompson having missed two and a half years. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I can write off Kawhi off an injury. Do I? I don't know if I'm counting on him, but I'm somewhere in the middle where I'm like, yeah, if Kawhi's back, they're scary because cool. when I look when I look at their roster, here's what I see: I see wings across the board with some interesting players around it. I don't even believe John Wall is going to close games for them, if I'm being honest with you. But like Paul George, Terrence Mann, obviously this all hinges on Kawhi being Pete Kawhi. So that goes without saying. Like none of, without if Kawhi doesn't get back, they're just a you know a solid middle of the road player. But I'm hedging on that though, because Clay coming back after two years, they didn't need Clay to be Pete Clay to win a championship. They needed Steph to be Pete Steph to win a championship. And True. Steph is Steph. The Clippers need Kawhi to be Pete Kawhi to win a championship. No, they need not, Kawhi to be the best player in a title team. Yes, I, I, which he's been, which he's been, and we've seen it. But to say that to bet on that with the same odds as the Warriors, yeah, no. <laughs> you could, you could, I could, I agree with you. Like second tier with the Denver Nuggets, I, I agree. I do. Would you agree with me if I told you Kawhi was back? They're the biggest challenger to the Warriors in the West. <laughs> I'm looking at the Phoenix Suns right here. And yes, I will. Come on, I, I'd have no, no. I'd have to agree with you. No, no I'm laughing just, because I said. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing more, because I'm I see the afraid of the Lakers than the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> all they need to do is DNP Westbrook in their bigger challenge. <laughs> um, uh, yes, yes, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's my whole thing. Like, I, I don't know what the appropriate number for the lake for sorry for the Clippers is. Like, I, like. I don't know if I should put them next to the Warriors or put them next to Denver, but I do know if you're asking me all things on the table, what's the scariest outcome? Uh, Kawhi is fully healthy and like he has no setback issues because everyone around him makes sense, right? Like Batum, uh, Norm Powell, Covington, shout out Robert Covington, your guy. Mm, mm. Um, they, they just have a lot of options. They, they got like a versatile playoff roster and then Ty Lue, is the only guy who's figured out how to like effectively slow down the Warriors offense, you know? So I do think they're scary. Um, But also it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if Kawhi was like, he played 40 games and like, it just, it didn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, I also wouldn't be surprised if he played a lot of games and they don't win. Like, that's the thing for me about the Clippers is what, what in their history, what in this team's history with all the players outside of a healthy Kawhi, does it look like these guys are all yeah, good enough to win a championship? They're like, there's a lot of positive things, but they've also been kind of enigmas. Like, yeah. so, so I don't know. Um, Reggie Jackson, Norm Powell, Batum, Morris, Rocco, Kennard. They're all cool names. Like, they're all guys that have been in the NBA and, for and a long time. And they make sense. It makes yeah. sense basketball wise. Like, it's a very versatile roster, but. Yeah, I, I sound like I sound like a guy that's just I test right now. Um, but to me, it's just I, I feel like the more basketball I watch at the highest level, the more I just realize like names are cool, man. Like this regular season stuff is cool. And I'm sure the Clippers, if they're healthy, are going to win 56 games, 60 games this season, probably. But at the end of the day, it's like I haven't seen Kawhi play at the highest level. Paul George, I you haven't seen Kawhi play at the highest level. In three, four years. There you go. Okay. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> let's, and like, let's, let's complete the sentence. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Three, four years. And then, Paul George, you've never seen it ever. Like, I give me give me Clay. Give me Clay in a seven-game series, in a series that matters versus Paul George. Paul George in regular season game, all right. Like, he could, could be better than Clay, But in a game that matters, it, give me the guy that's won four times, that has been there before and done it. So I think that's that's where I feel like the Warriors get disrespected. It's not that I don't think the Clippers could be great and that they're the second best team in the West, but it's that people anoint them as like, ah, they're the favorites of the West. Like, no, I haven't seen it from these guys, man. Yeah, so Powell might shit himself in a playoff series. Like, he really, we don't know. Well, it's a catch-22, isn't it? Because, like, I think you and I both agree there's only two players in the NBA who've matched the Warriors, like, in terms of – uh when you get to those games, they perform at that same level and it's LeBron and Kawhi, right? Like they, like whether they win or they lose, they don't embarrass themselves. They show up on that level, but at the same time, it's very annoying 
to hear people be like, oh, Kawhi's the warrior stopper. It's like, <laughs> he more, I mean, I feel like they've played five times in the playoffs and the Warriors won four of them, maybe three. Like, so like, like, let's calm down. But people love to like overrate that one time. Anyway, yeah. that's yeah. neither here nor there. So it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a contextual thing that I understand where you're coming from. Um, Very annoying. Let's unite around this take. Mm. I will. I will delete my account if the Phoenix Suns win a title. God, I've never felt more confident about anything. And I will delete that if they do win a title too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious why. I mean, like in theory, those Suns are going to be just as good as they were last season. They're bringing back the exact same team. Uh, that won the most games in the NBA and pretty much were the favorites to win it all. So is your is your take here that they're just going to be the exact same team? They're just going to win a bunch of games and they're just going to flame out in the postseason again? Is that is that where you're going? Yeah, it's just why do people think they're going to be better? Well, in what like in what team? Okay, so I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you right now. They play the Warriors. Who has the best player in the series? The Warriors or the Suns? Warriors. If they play the Clippers. Who has the best player in the series? Clippers. If they play the Denver Nuggets, who has the best player in the series? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that would be Denver. Yeah, Denver. Yeah, Denver has the best. Yeah, player. I think I think they get way too much respect for a bubble run where everyone got hurt, and I mean, like they get the again, they get what people say about the Warriors. You know what I mean? They're Chris Paul is going to be 38 next playoffs. I think that's you want me, you want me to believe that's going to change. Devin Booker's a phenomenal player, but like, I'm not sure he's that guy. Deandre Ayton, Mm. good luck to you, Phoenix. I I don't, they're just, they, they feel they're a lot closer to the Utah Jazz than a contender. Ooh, ooh, uh, they're going to Utah Jazz being the regular season team, and and yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I think the big one you you mentioned it is Chris Paul's 38. Because I think as good as Nicole Bridges is a great role player, Devin Booger is a good scorer, DeAndre is a good center. Their most important guy is Chris Paul. Uh, you take Chris Paul off this team, and let's say he misses 40 games, or he's just not the same guy, can't play at that level in the regular season. They're winning 50 games. I just think they're they're not a team that's built to win games without Chris Paul. They they that is the guy on that team as much as. I think I think uh, Derek, Devin Booker is hitting this DeMar DeRozan stage where it's always like, MVP! We were going to talk MVP about Devin Booker in December, and then by the time uh, March comes around, it's like, well, you know, uh, it's Devin Booker. He's, he's good, but he's not anywhere near the tier one of NBA superstars, right? Um, so I think that's the one. I mean, CP3 is 38, and we saw what happened with LeBron. Even even he can't stay there forever, even, right? As friend of the show, Andrew Bogut said, yeah, phenomenal <laughs> stats, but he gets hurt every playoffs. Yeah, there you go. Um, we agree was, on the Suns, so we can probably move on the Suns. We agree. Yeah, we're, we're done with the Suns. I, I guess my thing is, who of the rest of the West are you? Give me your takes. I have, I've, I've takes. I've takes on okay. top of takes. Okay, okay. So my, my take is, I don't think the Clippers are going to get there. I'm going to give you another one. Uh, I think the, I think the Denver Nuggets are going to be the second best team in the West. And oh, I don't even, re- I don't need my take. I don't even really like them. I don't even really like them. I don't think Michael Porter Jr. is that good. I think he's overrated, doesn't play defense. But Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray have a chance, I think, to be one of the best duels in the NBA. Um, Murray's been out forever, so I think he's probably going to come back relatively healthy. It's not like he's coming back sooner than he wanted to. Right? It's been months since and, he's been and played. By the way, have you been wa- did, did you watch Jokic versus Giannis? I did the highlights, not the actual game. <laughs> Jokic, I, I still feel like Jokic is underrated. Yes. Oh, yes. I, I was having this conversation with a friend. The best player the Warriors played in their playoff round was Jokic. And I don't think it was particularly close. He he also had the worst team of the bunch, but like he's he's he gets a little underrated because of uh his appearance. He gets underrated because uh his defense is obviously bad. In the playoffs, I think people can obviously see that you can't tell that Lucas' defense is bad. It, it's harder to notice that his defense is bad. 
because he's a wing and he's it's just when you're a big man you're just getting torched yeah, you get beat back obvious. door people don't notice it you're you're yeah. a big and you get pulled out in an iso it's bad yeah denver's my team i think they brought uh they they took they took some pretty good role players the obvious ones are jamal's back and mpj right but for me it's I thought the KCP trade was great. I think some people thought it wasn't, but you need a role player like that. I don't care about uh, Monty Morris. Dude's a, dude's a sixth, seventh man score. Just bring in Bones Highland. Have him check, check, chuck up a bunch of shots. What you need is 3 and D guys, and they got that with KCP. Bruce Brown's kind of a clown off the court, but he's a really good basketball player. He's, particularly, he's like, particularly when you got a big like Jokic who can like make him work. like Because like you don't have to worry about GP2 his, his style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good, good exactly. way to put it. Yeah, so I think that's that's the team that I think, if you're talking about upside, is actually higher than the Clippers because I know that Nikola Jokic is the best player in a series most of the time. Uh, like, I, I'll take him over. I mean, you know, they, the Lakers, they, beat, they, beat, they beat the Clippers in the bubble. Two different yeah. rosters, but, like, yeah. yeah. My um, So I agree with you. I think Denver's sneaky. I, I don't even think it's sneaky. I have two other, two other West takes. Like, I'll take them over the Clippers. I'll, I'll finish it with that. Like, I'll take Denver over the Clippers. Like, that. that's what I'll say. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I have two other takes. One is Minnesota will be better than Memphis. Oh, my God. I think the Jaron Jackson injury is going to set Memphis back. I think Memphis can be a little disappointing. I think it'd be good. Don't get me wrong. They're going to be better. The better what? Better what? In the regular season or you're talking about in the postseason? Both. Wow. Both. Wow. I think Ant-Man's ready to be a star. I think Anthony Edwards is better than Ja come Valentine's Day. I think by Valentine's Day, you're going to be like, Risa, I was wrong. Sam was right. Ant-Man's <laughs> better than than wow. ja. um i think uh i think i i, I really don't want to turn into a gobert apologist so i'm going to pretend i didn't just say that out loud um but i i think minnesota's they got a lot of defenders and i think ant's gonna be that guy so i'm in on them um no, 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 we're not. We're not leaving this because i think this is a great take i'm not sure if i agree but you're you believe in gobert as the defensive guy, I believe in go mistakes. I, I believe in Gobert, particularly because everyone else on the roster outside of Ant and Cat, and I guess, soft. and I, I guess D'Lo, um, they're all a bunch of long goons. It's a lot of like McDaniels, it's a lot of those type of guys just trying to cover up mistakes. I think they're going to get off of D'Lo, like just calling it out right now, D'Lo's. Deal is a very expensive Lou Williams for them right now. So yeah. I think they're going to move off of that. And I think I like the idea of Ant with Cat uh, and, and Gobert. I don't know what the upside to it is, but like I do think it's better than Memphis right now. Wow. Particularly um, since I've, I'm, I'm a little worried. The, the Jaron, the foot injury, he's probably going to miss Christmas. Yeah. It's. Would you say he was their second best player? Uh, he's their second best player unequivocally. Um, I, I think he, I, I think that hurts them a lot more than like, they're hoping he's back in January and by like post all-star break, he's, he's Jaron again. Right. I'm not so optimistic given the, how big he is. So they also need Jaron Jackson to not just be Jaron Jackson. They need Jaron Jackson to be healthy and to make a leap. Uh, yeah. he's, uh, he's, that's a big part of their success against the Warriors. Exactly. He shot the shit out of the ball. Yeah, which was such a weird shot. I mean, Wiseman's shots look better, but Jaron's actually a much better shooter. Um, although not not by percentage last season. 
But I think the I, I think your point remains on the Jeremy piece because Mem- Memphis's thing is that they're great with player development. They're great getting anybody in there. Uh, their draft picks, they draft right, they get them in there, and they always grow. Jaron Jackson, if he doesn't get a full season's time to actually become a better player, that hurts them. Uh, I'm with you on Minnesota. I, I I think I have to see it. I don't know what to think about the Go Bear Cat stuff. At least the good thing is those guys. I might, I, mean, I might be too hipster, excited by just like the the weirdness of it. You know what I mean? It is very weird. Like I, that's going to be my league pass top three team to watch next season: Denver and and Minnesota are going to be the two ones at the top for me. I'll, th- I'll throw Atlanta in there. I'm curious about the trade Dejounte thing, like friend the just, show Grant. Yeah, friend of the show Grant. Um, although. I could also see Atlanta being like, yeah, this sucks. They're moving off of league pass. Very like it, it, you, we might get yeah. to Thanksgiving and I'm like, eh, yeah. it's, this is the worst case scenario. I'm out. Yeah. Um, but I'm, yeah. but I'm intrigued right now. Um, my other take, which I hate saying out loud is I kind of think the Lakers might be scary by the playoffs. You're, fu- you're fucking disgusting. I think they're going to find a move off of Russ. Wow. And if it's just LeBron, AD, and Goons, at minimum, I have to pause. But with that said, they haven't necessarily shown me that they're the smartest operation either. I just just feel like come trade deadline, they're going to have that opportunity. Are you hinting at a buddy healed Miles Turner? fit on the Lakers because that's all over the timeline every single I think the I think the Lakers I think Lakers fans are praying like they're they're shouting it until it comes true but they they think that the more that they tweet about it the more likely it'll happen so are you saying that it's going to be LeBron uh AD and goons consisting of heel Turner Pat Bev uh and then whatever clutch role players that they picked up off the the (laughs) maybe (laughs) I mean I'm I'm I I don't want to I'm trying to think about how I want to word this. I personally think that their current roster sucks, but they're one move away from being kind of scary. You know what I mean? Like, and it's a lot of moving parts and it probably won't work out in their favor, but like, I still think that's scarier than a lot of teams in the West. You know what I'm saying? Would you say they're better than the Memphis Grizzlies, New Orleans Pelicans, and Dallas Mavericks, who are in the lower tier? No, I think I think this is one of those things where if you play it out a hundred times, eighty times it works out against them, but twenty percent of the time it works out in their favor. And if you're telling me who's worse in a playoff series, um, I'm still going to say uh, if they actually find the right goons around them, that's scary. So okay, okay. I have one that I've been kind of gnawing on for a few weeks um, ever since this dude got the extension. Uh, I'm not high on the Pelicans. I don't understand the fit between... uh, Here's what I think. I think Brandon Ingram is a perfect fit as the one or two with shooters and defense around him and C.J. McCollum, who's a point guard that can get his own bucket and kind of relieve that pressure. I think Zion Williamson is a great guy to build around if you can get shooters and then a big man defender around him that can help him protect the rim. Um, so your classic kind of superstar, guys. A superstar kind of uh, environments. Right, right. I don't know how... Love, love the two of them? Together, exactly. I, I just don't... It's a lot of talent. And I think more often than not, you just bet on talent. You just say, put those guys together, have them figure it out, right? I think that's fair. I think you're the Pelicans. You got to do that. I give them the max too. I would do the exact same thing. But I'm questioning how that fit works because... Both guys need the ball in their hands. I, I don't know how you they haven't played together uh, yet. So it's not like they've got seasons under their belt. So are you now playing a big man next to Zion because of defense? And now you're moving B.I. to the three. He could play the three. He's that good. Or just Isn't like best position just a bunch of non-spacing. Yeah. Right, I mean, right. I think my bigger issue with the Pelicans is. I don't know that Zion is bought in. You know oh. what I'm saying? Like part of the reason the Pelicans were really endearing and fun and actually really fucking good last year was everyone bought in. B.I. was option A. C.J. was option B. You got guys like Herb. um, Alvarado. Alvarado. Like they all knew their roles. They all knew their roles. They all played off each other. Now I wonder if, if that changes. And like, 
I say this as someone who thinks that they could talent wise, they have a ta- they have enough talent to win a title, not next year, but like in a couple of years, if they were, if they were all bought in and building towards it, that's a roster that could win a title. Right. Yeah. But there's just too much weirdness around Zion. It's too much like Zion wants to be in New York. And it just, it just yeah. screams to me a situation where you're going to see like Ingram have these games where he's passive. Yeah. Not because yeah. he can't get a shot, but because there's something behind the scenes. I don't feel good about it. There's I'm with you a hundred percent. There's a level of sacrifice that you need to make to win big games, right? I think the Pelicans will win games just off talent alone, but to win playoff games, there's a level of sacrifice. And I don't know. And I don't really, I don't know if I blame it on either of those guys or on anyone on that roster, but there's a level that you need to get to, to do that. And I don't know if Zion's willing to do that. I don't know if he should. I don't know if Brandon Ingram is willing to do that. He definitely shouldn't because he's proven that he's very, very good. Like he's on that. Way, shout out, shout him, uh, Ingram with the new beard and hair, like Cat Stevens look. Does he? Andrew Sharp put it. Oh my God, does he? Oh, yeah, he looks. No. He looks. Um, he's either going to be the best player in the NBA next year, or he's going to quit and you know uh, go uh, live in a mountain pers- somewhere. Yeah, exactly. What oh my know? God, what is? Um, I, yeah, I don't know if I, I'm with you. I don't know if I feel good about the Pelicans. So there's there's that take. I, I loved them like everyone else uh, until last postseason. But the Zion stuff is it's a huge wait and see for me because it's just it's young guys, young talented guys that have never won anything in the league. You just never know what's going to happen ever. We forgot the most important thing to call out. Uh oh. Nah, we'll be good. Um. All right, we'll leave it there, everyone. Appreciate you. We'll be back on Wednesday watching Warriors Thunder Game 6 2016.